who you are. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. This year, by the grace of God, God is helping us dig deeper into who we are in Christ Jesus. If you are very, you know, conversant, is to understand who we are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So by the grace of God, the team for this year is the children of light. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. The what? The children of light. Say, I am a child of light. I am a child of light. So can't you see me glowing? I'm a child of light. Hallelujah. And then our key scriptures will be taken from Ephesians 5 verse 8. Ephesians 5 verse 8. Media team, I will need you to swiftly help me. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 8 and 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 5. Ephesians 5 verse 8 says, For you were once darkness. Hallelujah. Now let me make this, let me read it gradually. This screen is not working. Please help me with it. It says, For ye were sometimes darkness. Hallelujah. That was, that was your previous residence. For ye were sometimes darkness. But now ye are light in where? In the world. Hallelujah. Ye are light where? In the world. So work as what? As children of light. Work as what? Not work, but work. That means there's a path that has been set forth for you to walk in. And that pathway to walk in is in our identity as the children of light. Because we will call forth out of darkness into his marvelous light. So our new location is in light. Hallelujah. That is where every child of God is resident. The light of God. Hallelujah. And then verse 9 says, verse 9, quickly. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Hallelujah. That is what defines a life that we've been calling to as light. Verse 9 again, not verse 10, verse 9. Just follow me. It says, for the fruit of the Spirit, that is the fruit of light, right? Is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Quickly, First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 5. These are the two key scriptures from which, you know, the direction for this year is founded upon. As we walk through this year, all the teachings and the sermons and expositions, we are trusting God that God will illuminate our hearts with this knowledge of our identity as light. That we will be able to reflect Him. That I and you will be able to reflect Jesus. It says, ye are all the children of what? Of light. Ye are all the children of light. And the children of the day. Hallelujah. We are not of night, nor of darkness. Amen. That is who we are. That is who you are as a child of God. If you are here and you are born again, you've accepted the life of Jesus Christ. The life of Jesus Christ is his light. Hallelujah. We'll look at that detail later. What that light is, what that life is, meaning something. So we are the children of light. Ye are all, yes, irrespective of where you're coming from. What you've done, and even what you will do. So long as you've accepted Jesus into your life, you are all the children of what? Of light. And the children of the day. We are not of the night, nor of darkness. Therefore, there is a call upon us to walk in the identity 
that we have been changed into. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are a child of light. The children of light. The children of light. God our Father is light. Amen. Genesis chapter 1. You know, right from the beginning, we will see the identity of our Father as light. Genesis chapter 1 from verse 1 to 5 says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness. Look at darkness. Wherever you see light and darkness compared, put in the same line, you discover that we are admonished to be the children of light. There's a distinction between darkness. Sometimes darkness is, 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 is also referred to as night. Hallelujah. These are symbolisms. We're going to go into that properly in the course of time. It says, The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light. Hallelujah. God said what? Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light that it was good and God divided the light from the darkness. Hallelujah. So there's a straight distinction. There's a clear distinction between light and darkness. Now, this light here is not talking about the sun and the moon and the stars. Amen. Verse 5. God called the light day. Amen. This light we're talking about, God called it day. Hallelujah. That is why we are children of what? Of the day. God called this light what day and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were first day. Were the first day. Hallelujah. Now, the difference between this light and the light, of course, we know the suns and the moons and the stars will be seen in verse 14. Because if he's talking about the same light, then there wouldn't be need for verse 14. Verse 14 says, Then God said, Let there be lights in what? In the firmaments of the heavens to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years. So therefore, the light we're talking about here is not the sun and the moons and the stars. Hallelujah. The light here is, is, is a person. Amen. The light we're talking about here that come out of God is a person. Hallelujah. John chapter 1. John chapter 1 verse 1. John chapter 1 from verse 1. It says, in the beginning, which beginning? In Genesis. Hallelujah. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God, and the word was God. Verse 2. The same was in the beginning with God. So he's talking about a personality that was in the beginning with God. Hallelujah. Verse 3. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Verse 4. In him was life. Now look at this clearly. In him, now talking about that personality that was there in the beginning with the Father, in whom the entirety of the world was created through. In him was life. Hallelujah. And the life was what? Was the light of men. Verse 5. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Verse 6, quickly. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe 
He was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. The last verse. That was the true light which lighted every man that cometh into the world. Hallelujah. So that light is a superior light that lightens the life of men that make men able to shine as light in the world. Hallelujah. First John chapter 1. From verse 1 to 5. First John, let's move to First John chapter 1, verse 1 to 5. That which with that which was from the beginning, which beginning? Genesis. Hallelujah. That which was from the beginning, which we've heard, which we've seen with our eyes, which we've looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life, that eternal life. That's the way. Hallelujah. Which was with the Father. Where do we see that he was with the Father? From Genesis. From the beginning. Hallelujah. And was manifested unto us. Verse 3. That which we've seen and heard, declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. Verse 5. This then is a message which you've heard of him and declare unto you that God is what? God is light. Hallelujah. And in him is no what? It's no darkness at all. Hallelujah. God is light. That is just what I want to prove to you that God is light. And this light we're talking about is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And the moment you come to accept the life that Christ has brought through his sacrificial, you know, death on the cross, he comes in you and dwells in you and you become born again a child of God. Therefore, you become a child of light. Hallelujah. So, you know, there's a call for us to, to walk in the nature of who we've been born to be. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 5. Verse 13, Jesus was making emphasis about this identity. He says, Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost its savour, wherewith shall it be salted? It is henceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out and be trodden under the foot of men. Now, I want us to focus on verse 14 and 16. It says, And ye are the light of the world. Who are the light of the world? Say, I am the light of the world. And the reason why you are called the light of the world is because Jesus is resident in you. Hallelujah. Therefore, the presence of Christ in your life qualifies you to become the light of this world. Amen. Ye are the light of the world, a city. Sometimes it says we are a nation, a holy nation. A city that is set on a hill and cannot be hit. Hallelujah. You are a city. That is set upon a hill that can never be hidden because you are a light. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine therefore before men that they may see your good works. Now, pause on this verse. Please don't move. We are called to walk in the light. Hallelujah. And the course of our walking, W-A-L-E-K, men shall see our work. The things we do because we are walking. 
But the moment we step, we step out of the ladder and we are walking in darkness, the works we do cannot glorify God. Men cannot see the works we do and give glory to God. Hallelujah. So what qualifies the work we do? See, even, even if it is a spiritual activity you do, if you are not walking, I mean walking in the path of light, your works, even the spiritual works you do, will not glorify God. So the fundamental thing to do is to ensure that our walking, the step we take daily, per day, per season, per year, per month, per minute, is that we are walking in the light of God. That our works can bring glory and honor to God. Hallelujah. It says, let your light so shine before men. Let your light so shine before men. Men should see our light and know that we are children of God. Of course, we know Christianity begins in the heart, but it doesn't stop there. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and then the glory will not be unto you, but that the glory will be unto the Father who has shone his light upon you. We exist for the glory of God. The essence of our living is that God will be glorified. Not that our, 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 our egos will be uplifted, no. Not that our pride and arrogance will be showcased to the world, no. The reason why we shout, we brag about our identity is not because we want to show to people that we're better than them. No, it's because we want people to see God in us. To be, to be, to be confident of who we are is for men to see and know and accept the fact that we are children of God. That we are blessed of God. We are enriched of God. And they will have no cause but to glorify God who is in heaven. Hallelujah. But it is unfortunate that instead of shining our lights, we allow the darkness to overcome us. Not all believers, not all of us are really, really shine, shining the light. Because if we are shining our lights, the entire nations around will see the efficacy of our lights. You are a child of God. You have the light of God in you. But are you shining the light? Are you shining the light? Instead of setting an example for the world, we allow the world to lead us. We are supposed to be a reference point. The Bible says that we are a house, a, a what? A city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. Which means that men make reference to that city that is in the, in, on the hill. But unfortunately, today in this present day, the world is the one leading us. Instead of us setting an example for the world to see. Instead of influencing the world around us. We are caught up in the darkness that is in the world. Instead of, you know, influencing this earth, having dominion, having influence upon the earth, and the darkness is there. The Bible says that gross darkness shall what? Shall increase. But the glory of the Lord shall do what? Shall rise upon you. And the essence that we will reflect Christ. What is unfortunate that most oftentimes we allow the world to lead us. They tell us where to go. They give us definition of what life is. They define what marriage is to us. They define what relationship is to us. They define what, what career is to us. They define what dressing is to us. They define, they define our culture and our tradition upon the earth. But we carry a glide that is greater, that has the capacity to influence wherever we find ourselves. 
But we don't allow this lie to do what? To influence the, 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 the nations, the people around us. Hardly will people know that you are a believer. Do your, do your housemates know that you are a child of God? Do your classmates know that you are a child of God? Can your lecturers see the difference between you and others that are not Christians? This year, God is calling us to rise up and set example. Hallelujah. The challenge to us is to allow our identity to be revealed to the world. If we don't allow our identity to be revealed to the world, there's no middle ground. It's either we are taking part in the things of the world or we are allowing ourselves to be an influence to the world. You cannot be in between. It's either you are shining the light or you are not. Once this light goes off, we know that darkness will manifest in this room. Hallelujah. And once this light is on, we know that darkness will do what? Will fly away. So it's either your light is off. In fact, your life cannot even be low. It is either it's automatically off or it's on. Hallelujah. So the calling of God upon us is to rekindle that light, to allow Christ to rekindle that light in us, that we will begin to show forth the real identity of who he has made us to be. The man will see us and have a cause to believe Jesus. Your lifestyle does it pull people to know that there is a God. There is there's, there's, there's a God that has come to save the world. Hallelujah. Our lights, we're hiding ourselves under the bushel. That is not the will of God for us. So as we go through this year, let it be a quest in your heart that this year I'm going to allow the light of Christ to shine through me wherever I find myself, not only in words, but in my deeds, in my conduct, I'm going to allow the light of God to be reflected. That which he has put in me, his very own nature, his identity that is in me, that makes me the child of light, I'm going to allow that to influence me to the point that men begin to see it radiated. I want to remind us also again that we are not of this world. Hallelujah. We need to understand clearly that even though we are in this world, but we do not belong to this world. Some of us, we are supposed to build tent in this world. You know what a tent is? Tent is a temporary resident. Hallelujah. Because you have a knowledge that you are going somewhere which is eternal. But some of us have built mansions in this, in this world. We have built permanent addresses in this world. The way we live as though we will not die. We live our lives as though there is nothing like eternity. As though life begins and ends in this world. No. Whether you like it or not, we are on a transit. Hallelujah. We are all in a transit. Every single day, right, is one day closer to the grave in this physical body. Hallelujah. It's one day closer to where we will go to our permanent residence, which is eternity. So, you should be reminded that you are not of this world if you are a child of God. Your citizenship has changed. First John chapter, uh, John chapter 17, when Jesus Christ was praying. John 17 verse 14, quickly. I want us to understand that we are not of this world. John 17 verse 14. 14 to 16. 
says, I've given them thy word. He's praying. Jesus is praying. This is actually the Lord's prayer. Amen. This is actually the Lord's prayer because he prayed this prayer. The other one we used to pray, our Father who art in heaven, is the disciples' prayers. He's the one he taught them to pray. But this is actually the Lord's prayer. He says, I have given them thy word, and the world hath hated them, because they are not of what? Of the world. So the reason why the world will come at you is because you are upholding the integrity of God's word. Therefore, it will attract hatred from men of the world. So if you are not feeling a sense of, of, of rejection because of your stand on the word of God, then it means that you are not shining your light. There's no two ways about it. Because if you try to shine your light, they will try to eclipse you. Wherever you are in the classroom, try to stand for God and they will, they will segregate you. Hallelujah. So he says, I've given them thy word and the world hath hated them because they are not Verse 14. Because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. 15. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world. So our prayer, when you're praying this, we're not praying that heaven, oh God, let, let heaven just fall. Let everything just, it's a selfish prayer. To, even though it's, it's a good prayer to pray that let Christ return now. Right? But to a greater extent, let's pray that men be able to come to the knowledge of the saving grace that we've experienced. That is, that is much more of a better prayer. Hallelujah. Because you know what? Whether you pray for Christ to come or not, he will come. Hallelujah. In his own timing and his own arrangement. Hallelujah. But then we can pray that men come to the knowledge of the truth that we've received and we're enjoying. I pray that not thou should, 15, that thou shouldn't take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. Hallelujah. From the devil. From the evil one. So Jesus' prayer was not that the disciples, we. Because this prayer goes on, is, is, is cross-generational. He prayed for the current disciples when he was praying for them. And he prayed us. He said unto them that will also believe in their message. So we are captured in this eternal prayer. That even though we are in the world, our identity is not of the world. So we cannot behave like those that are of the world. He prayed that we should be kept in this world. Hallelujah. So, even though we are on transit to eternity, our destination is earth. Hallelujah. Our destination now is where is earth. So we have a responsibility to be relevant on earth. Amen. We have a duty to be relevant on earth. Verse 16. I pray not that thou shouldest take them. Yes. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Okay. Philippians 3 verse 17. Paul here was making emphasis. Philippians 3 17. Brethren, be followers together of me. And mark them which walk so as ye have us for an ex example. That's an example, yes. 16. For many work of whom, for many work 
of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. Now wait, verse 18. I told you earlier on that they say, you have to walk in the light, right? And when we walk in the light, our works becomes works that glorify God and men see. And then they come into the knowledge of our God. Hallelujah. But there's a work that we walk that is outside of Christ, that is darkness. Hallelujah. So the next verse, verse 17. It says, whose end is destruction. So that walking that is outside, that is in the darkness, the destination of this is what? Is destruction. Whose God is their belly? If you're living outside the light in darkness, you can serve anything. And then hopefully, often not than usual, the belly can be your God. And whose glory is in their shame? Who minds earthly things? Hallelujah. So he who walks in darkness is mindful of only earthly things. His attention is on earthly things. Verse 20 and 21. For our conversation or our conversation is in heaven. Some translation will say for our citizenship is from heaven. Yes. But our citizenship is in heaven from which we also eagerly wait for a savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So here is not your, you are, you are on earth, but you are not of the earth. You belong to another realm. You belong to another nation. Hallelujah. We belong to another nation, and this nation we are royalty. We are priesthood. We are a holy people. Holiness simply means that he has set us apart for a glorious purpose. He has set us apart so that we will shine forth his light to the world that is dark to see and come to the knowledge of what he has done and what he's still doing in this world. That is our identity. So we don't belong to this world. So we don't do the things the world do. We don't say the things the world say. We don't celebrate the things the world celebrate. We don't laugh about the things the world laugh about. The world laugh about your faith. You join them to laugh about it. They all make mockery of, your, of the cross and you join them to make mockery of the cross. You've so forgotten that you're not of this world that you've entangled and you've, you've allowed the world to carry you as the world has so much accommodated you that you've enjoyed company with the world. They no longer differentiate whose you are, where you are coming from, where you are going to, and what you ought to be doing in this world. And I hear the word saying to somebody today, God wants you to allow the essence of your existence on earth to be manifested. Hallelujah. And it's to shine as light. We are called to be different from the world. We are not of this world. We are light of the world. But then we are called to do what? We are in this world. We are called to be different from the world. We are called to be set apart in this world. We are called to be different. 1 John 2.15 1 John 2.15 Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Hallelujah. So what does it mean to love the world? It means to value the things that are in the world. What are those things that are in the world? We'll look at them in the next verse. For all that is in the world... The lust of the flesh. You live solely for the gratification of the desires of the flesh. Whatever your flesh desires, you want to pursue and get it. And the lust of the eyes, whatever your eyes can see, you pride in it. And the pride of life, status, 
is not of the Father, but is of the world. So if this is what defines your pursuit on earth, then you've been entangled and you are engrossed in the activity of the world. Verse 17. And the world passed away, and the lost thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abided forever. Hallelujah. Now we are called to live forever. We are called to abide forever. We are called to do the will of God. Because we are eternal beings. The loss of this life, the pride of life, all these things are temporal things that will come and go. It's not worth sacrificing your eternity for what is temporal. Hallelujah. So we are called not to love the world. James chapter 4 verse 4. James chapter 4 verse 4. You know, one translation will say, ye adulterers, but I thank God for King James. He tried to make it feminine and say, ye adulterers and adulteresses. So it's for both men and women. Hallelujah. Ye adulterers and adulteresses. Know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? So when you allow the world to become your friend, you become one with the world. You are engrossed in the world. You, you, the world becomes, becomes so accommodative of you. Don't you know that that is enmity with God? And don't you mean that there's a line between them and us? Amen? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. Hallelujah. War unto you if God becomes your enemy. You've lost already. Amen. You've lost already. There's no need for even trying because you've lost already. How can you stand in enmity with God? Anyone that has not accepted Jesus is in enmity with God. The Bible says that that person does not have the capacity to obey God. Doesn't have the ability in him to obey God. He cannot because he will never obey God. And you have come into fellowship and you know, you've ganged up against God. You've aligned, you've changed party, you're doing antipathy. You've shifted your loyalty from being the child of God to what? To demonstrating and become an, you're an insider, you're a snitch. And that is enmity with God. And you set yourself against God. Could it be the reason why you've not been prospering? Even though you have the seat and the nature of God that enables you to prosper. Could it be the reason why you are suffering? Could it be? Some sufferings are not meant to be suffered. Hallelujah. Maybe you've gang up with the world against God. That is why your prayers are an abomination to God. It's time to do what? To take a stand. Romans 12 verse 1 to 2 talks about what? Be not conformed. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2 is where I want to emphasize on, not verse 1. Verse 2 says, And be not conformed to this world. See, is that you are conforming to this world or you are being transformed? You cannot stand in one place. Hallelujah. Is it that the world is transforming you with its own ideologies? Oh, you are transforming your environment. You yourself have been transformed and then you are influencing your, 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 your vicinity. But ye be transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is, that, 
What, what, what is that? It's good and acceptable and perfect will of God. First Peter chapter 2, verse 11. You are called to be different. Will you make it a goal this year to be differentiated? Will you make it as a, as, as a goal this year to be a scarce, a, a, a real kind of a human being? Wherever you go, people should be able to see that you are different. Hallelujah. Are you willing to be set apart? Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers. Who are we? We are strangers and pilgrims. Abstain from fleshy lust, which war against the soul. This is actually what it means to walk in darkness. You know, toward to be engrossed in the lostly desires, the which war against our soul, verse 12. Having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, this conversation has to do with our lifestyle, how we live with the Gentiles. Having our lifestyle honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. Hallelujah. In the day of judgment. Let our lifestyle before men be a life that men will see and see Christ in us. If you've defrauded somebody before, the person does not trust you, in Christ is an opportunity to rise above the mistakes of the past. If people know you to be an adulterous person, in Christ is an opportunity for your story to be rewritten. Hallelujah. He's calling us to shine the light because we are the, we are the children of light. So what kind of a life characterizes darkness? Ephesians chapter 5 verse 3, the previous six scripture we read earlier on. The life that characterizes darkness, there's a difference between the life that is a light and a life that is darkness. This is what characterizes the life that is in darkness, but fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness. Let it not be one's name among you as becometh sins. These are things that shouldn't even be heard amongst us. You know, immorality, sexual immorality in the Amplified. Let me read it from the Amplified text. It helps in defining it better. Ephesians chapter 5, verse, verse 3. Yes. It says, But immorality, sexual vice, and all impurity of lustful, rich, wasteful living, or greediness, must not even be named among you as is fitting and proper among God's, among saints, God's consecrated people. So we've been calling to consecration. Therefore, this kind of lifestyle should not be found in us. Let there be no filthiness, obscenity, indecency, nor foolish and sinful, silly and corrupt talk, or coerced jesting, which are not fitting or becoming, but instead voice your thankfulness to God. For be sure of this, that no person practicing sexual vice or impurity in thought, in thought, in the mind, in thought, or in life, that is practically, 
or one who is covetous, who has lustful desires for the property of others and is greedy for gain. For he in Ife is an idolater. Has any inheritance. He has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Hallelujah. And then the next verse, we says, Let not one delete you and deceive you with empty excuses and groundless arguments for, the, for these sins. For through these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of rebellion and, and of disobedience. Hallelujah. But you, you are not the son of rebellion. You are not the son of disobedience. You are a son of obedience. You are a child of light. Therefore, don't do the things that the children of light do. Because that is not your identity. You are counteracting who you are. Hallelujah. You are not allowing the light in you to shine. So this year is a call for us to do what? To allow the light of God to shine in our lives. If the world is celebrating indecency, if the world is celebrating sexual immorality, if the world is celebrating lust, if the world is celebrating all kinds of things that is contrary to the identity that we have in Christ as children of light, we shouldn't be found promoting and identifying ourselves with these things. Because that is not our identity. So our quest this year is to understand more about our identity. That we will be able to allow it to be seen in our lives. I can only go on your Instagram status and know whether you know who you are or not. The things you post on your status will tell who you are or not. When circumstance just arranges itself between you and unbelievers, we know whether you are a child of God, whether you know your identity or not. Even in church, when a brother offends you, we know whether you, are, you know your identity or not. It's an opportunity for us to reflect the light. So what kind of life characterizes light? Verse 9. That Ephesians verse 9. Jump down to verse 9. It says, for the fruit, the effect, the product of light, or the, the, the spirit consists in every form of kindness, goodness, uprightness of heart, and trueness of life. And try to learn in your experience what is, a, what is pleasing to the Lord. Let your lives be const, constant proof of what is most acceptable to Him. Hallelujah. Goodness. Faithfulness. Love. You know, we can see these things in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 also. Reading down, we see what characterizes the life that is in the light. So the question that I want you to, to live with you, to ponder, to examine yourself is, where have you refused to let your light shine in the course of 2021? In the course of this year that we've entered? Some of us have even broken our vow, our New Year resolution, on the second day of January. And maybe you are here, you plan to read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, you've stopped at Genesis 1 and 2. Where have you not allowed the light of God to reflect in your life? Even before this morning you came to church. What aspect of your life have you permitted darkness to rule and reign? What secret sin or public sin have you allowed to cover your light from shining? You know what God is saying? 
verse 14. It says, Awake. Awake. He says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead. That life is a life of death. Allowing your light not to shine is death. He says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall shine and make down upon you and give you light. So this year, the call is a call to arise from where we've allowed circumstance to depress us and to keep us. Let it be a desire that this year, I know I've failed in the previous years to allow, oh Lord, I know I've, 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 I've mismanaged the, the resources, the opportunity, and all that you've granted me in the course of my life. This year, there is a desire in me to wake up from the sleep. Wherever I am, Lord, I must not be a reason why men will not see Jesus. I cannot be the reason why men will not glorify you. As long as I live, for to me to live is Christ and to die is again. Let that be your, 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 your desire this year. It begins from the desire and then the action that follows the desire. I've denied you many times. I've given room to all sort of immorality. In fact, Lord, my history is nothing to, to be compared to what you expect me to be. But Lord, this year, I want to be the light. Because today I'm come to, I've come to realize that I am a child of light. Awake or sleeper. And Christ shall shine upon you and give you light. Look carefully then how you work. How you work. Live purposefully. That is why this year will be intentional. Hallelujah. We're going to be intentional this year. See, you must discover your purpose this year. If you cannot discover your purpose this year, then you are not, you've not started shining the light yet. Hallelujah. Your finances must show that you're a child of God. Your academics must show that you're a child of God. Your relationships must show that you're a child of God. Your health, the way you take care of your body must show that you're a child of God. We must live a balanced life in this world. We must be able to reflect the true identity of light that God has put in us. So look carefully then how you work. Live purposefully and worthily and accurately. There's a living that is not an accurate living. Not as the unwise and witless, but as wise, sensible, intelligent people making the very most of the time, buying up each opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be vague and thoughtless and foolish but understanding family, grasping what the will of the Lord is. So this year is a, is a year for us to understand the will of God. I'm knowing what the will of God is for my life. And I'm reflecting what the will of God is for my life. And the world is seeing me and seeing Jesus through me. Enough of, of, of being under the darkness. Do not be drunk with wine. He's talking about alcohol. Don't give it an example. It's not a simile or metaphor. It's alcohol. Do not be drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. But be ever filled with and stimulated with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Don't come and ask me, is alcohol a sin? It's not a sin, but if you drink, there's a problem with you. I'll tell you the truth. If you get drunk with alcohol, the Holy Spirit cannot be filled with you, and then the same time you are filled with the alcohol. It's not true. It cannot happen like that. You are either filled with one or the other. When you talk, we know what is talking out of you. Or the other. Hallelujah. 
So is that alcohol is speaking, which is not you, or the Holy Ghost, which is not you also, but it's walking through you. Hallelujah. Let's stop those elementary things and say, sir, it's alcohol sin. Jesus turned water into one and hair. Did he say you should drink? This year is a year to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So as to reflect the nature and the character of God, we must be filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Some of us, what we are filled with is food, not even alcohol. It's food. When you speak, they know that it's food that is speaking through you. They know that it's, it's that hard thing is speaking through you. And you mix it with that soup and then it communicates through you. Let's close our eyes and pray. Father, thank you that this year I'm knowing who I am in Christ Jesus. I am the child of light and I'm reflecting my true identity and my nature. I'm living as who you've called me to be. Thank you, Lord, for translating me from the kingdom of darkness into your marvelous light. And I shine, I shine brighter, I shine brighter unto the perfect day. Thank you, Jesus. Your word is life. Your word is true. Your word is eternal. And I receive what you have in store for me this year. And I made up my mind by the entrance of your word to live by the word. To express the word. So pray and ask God to help you to rise from where you are sleeping. You say, awake, oh sleeper. Where have you been sleeping? Say, Lord, help me, Lord. For I have not allowed the light to shine in this aspect of my life. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you because in this season we shine as light. We thank you because you are the children of light. We thank you because even as you shine upon us, even as you have shone upon us, we will shine and our light will continue to shine in every area of our lives. We give you praise. We thank you for the powerful word. We just pray that you help us to walk in the light of death in the course of the year. Not forgetting our identity, but knowing that we are your children and we are the children of light. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed.